You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M, and today, let's go ahead and break down Coach Jimbo Fisher's press conference from last week, talking all things about the maroon and white game coming up this Saturday. It's going to be a big-time game. We're going to be able to start to see a little bit more of what the roster looks like and who is going to be playing where. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar, where a candy bar meets a protein bar. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your very next purchase. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th Man related content found here on LLP. You can always subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So again, Texas A&M football is going to be the biggest storyline of all. It always is, because of, let's just be real. It's Texas, it's football, and A&M plays in the most detrimental conference in all of college football in the SEC. The only conference I would say means more than the SEC is the National Football League, and that would be the American and the National Conference, the AFC and the NFC. Besides that, the SEC is the most important conference year in and year out. And because of what we've seen from A&M in 2020 with a 9-1 season and an overall strong finish towards the year, they're going to be viewed as probably contenders. They're finally going to be given that respect that was needed a few years ago. And that's where the conversation truly starts. What can we make of the 2021 season? You don't have Kellen Mond anymore. You're losing some offensive linemen. You're having to kind of rebuild a little bit. So what do you do? If you're Texas A&M, the biggest thing for you is to probably figure out the quarterback position. Now, again, it's almost impossible to say within a practice or two, oh, we're going to go lean this way, or we're going to go ahead and play this guy, or we're going to be set throughout the season, and we're going to have a rotation of all three guys, whoever wins the job by, say, Alabama week, is what we're going to do. You really don't know what the plan is, but Jimbo Fisher did talk about what you can expect to see from them on April 24th when the Maroon and White game is finally here. I need to work on everything, and strengths are they're very competitive, very intelligent, have excellent uh, physical ability running or throwing, and... uh, I think can lead this team. I mean, I, I think that in, in all three of those guys. So I think they're very intelligent guys who learn well, and then their weaknesses are they got to continue to do that each and every day, and the consistency level and the, the consistency with decision making. And then the other thing you got to learn, got to remember a quarterback. And when you're young, it's very hard. Everybody else is screw ups. You got to clean up. You're like mama. When everybody makes a mess, it's your job to clean it up. And that when the great ones don't, you don't even realize other people mess up because they clean it up so well. And that's something that our team has to realize. And they need to play better around these young guys because they're not ready to clean up after everybody. I mean, uh, they're first-time moms. So, uh, as I say, so they're, they're, they're needing to have everybody around them. Now, I think they're doing a really good job of it. I do when, when things go well. They, they have a really good feel for things. They're competitive, and they're doing a really good job of doing that, in my opinion, especially at this stage of their careers. 
but I think the guys around them need to step up to do a better job to allow them because I think these guys can are, are very good players, in my opinion, and I'm very pleased with their progress. So. All right, so that's a good sign in the right direction. I think what's really interesting is how you use the young mother comparison because of I've seen some friends who, you know, I, I, I'm not old, I wouldn't say. I'm 27, so I'm still pretty young overall. But there are some friends who I do know that have kids. And the one thing that I keep hearing is the first kid, you're so worried about all those little mistakes that they make. If they get a boo-boo, you freak out. If they have a cough, you're worried that this, like, this is going to be the end. You're afraid that when they stub their toe, they're going to be wobbling forever. And when the second kid comes along, you go, um, oh, all right, walk it off. All right, well, here, put this on. Let yourself free, free, like, let it freeze over. You'll be fine in 10 minutes. You learn over time with the kids. The problem here is every single one of them is a new mama bird. And that's the best way to put it. They all are new mama birds. They're all players who, when we break this down, we see that each one of them has never been in the situation before. And yes, some have been in the situation in the sense of high school. But again, I played high school football. I was a, I was a leader of my locker room. Everyone always said that, you know, Cole, you give the speech, you get us riled up. And I was an okay player. I, I wasn't terrible. I mean, I wasn't good enough to go D1. And I probably would have been a depth piece, like a third stringer on a D on an FCS school. But I was at least a leader of the locker room. Well, at the quarterback position, you not only have to be a leader in the locker room, but you have to be the leader on the field. Every little mistake made, your fault or not, is somewhat your fault. Because if a quarterback says, all right, Z option zig, and they run a zag route, and you're anticipating the throw to be there for the zag and they're I mean for the zig and they're running a zag, you're thrown into coverage and that's a pick. That's on the quarterback to make sure that everyone knows the play, everyone knows the snap count, everyone knows what direction they're going, what the drive is, what I would say is the down. You have to know everything about the position. And about the offense. So before you break that huddle, you better be certain that everyone knows this is the play. This is what we're doing. This is what we're running. Because if you don't, it's your fault. You're the one at fault in the situation. And you cannot be the one at fault. You have to be the one who's getting the right call. You have to be the one who's making the right play. It's your job as the quarterback to make sure everyone understands what is about to happen each play. So, in my opinion, the battle, though, is still between two guys. It is between, I would say, right now, Haynes King and Zach Calzada. That's who it's going to be. One of those two is going to start, and the other one's going to be the backup. But if Eli Stowers has, like, an incredible spring, and he, he could have. We don't really know a lot. We just know what we know right now. If he had an incredible spring, and he was all over the place, and he was doing great work overall, and he outshined both these guys in camp, at some point, is that who you start? Because if, again, the biggest question mark is, well, he's a freshman. He hasn't played a lot. 
one thing that Nick Saban and a lot of Nick Saban disciples don't do is play freshmen. They allow them to get some reps in, but they don't start them in marquee games. And in a season where you're trying to show that you are right there with the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Floridas, the LSUs consistently of the world, you can't be there with a freshman quarterback. So here's what Fisher had to say about starting freshmen, not just at quarterback, but overall. And I never saw I never saw an age limit in the rule book. Okay. Best player and to play. I don't think it hinders you, but I think guys that do that have a little bit of a leg up just because they understand terminology, they understand language. I mean, a lot of it, like I say, a big part of those things are, and you can Zoom with guys and talk to guys and all those things, but just hearing it on an everyday basis is a new language. I think that's the biggest thing. And then how things operate and testing yourself for 15 practices, not having to wait till fall. But, you know, listen, when you have two sports and do things, what he's doing right now, just the other day, I believe he threw the shot 71 feet. I mean, that's probably the best in the country by far. He's got the number one disc and shot in the, in the country. I mean, he's very talented. He should stay there and do that. There's no doubt. And, uh, and what he does and all those guys that played basketball or whatever sport they had and, and the things they did. So, but I mean, it, it doesn't stop. I've had a lot of guys come in like that and play, I mean, and be the guys that stay And but I mean, getting a jump definitely helps you. There's no doubt about that, but you know, that's each individual's different. Love it. I think that's one of the biggest things we're doing wrong in our society today in athletics, not letting guys play multiple sports and letting them experiment in multiple sports and develop in multiple sports. Cause it develops you not only physically, but mentally and competitively. So we don't have a lot of time to go through all that, but what I will say is, is that a guy like Bryce Foster is a name that I continually see come up on depth charts as the number one starting guard for Texas A&M next year. The biggest thing is that he's not in camp right now because of he's too busy getting the shot and disc records for the state of Texas, possibly in the entire nation as one of the most versatile athletes in the country. So again, you always talk about how freshmen are freshmen and you know, everyone goes, well, Jimbo Fisher shouldn't have to worry about starting a freshman because he already did with Jameis Winston as a freshman quarterback. True, but Jameis also was a redshirt freshman. He had been in the system for a year. He had been around. He had seen exactly what the team was looking for. That is the difference between each of these two battles. And I do think that with a guy like Eli Stowers, there's a lot to like about him. But you have these two guys ahead who are already talented and who already have been in the system. Now, the good news is, for a guy like Stowers, is he's here in spring. He's here in fall ball. He'll be here in the summer. He'll be around all year long. So to me, that gives him an advantage. But that doesn't say that he 100% is going to be, you know, in line to be the starter. Basically, as Jimbo Fisher kind of put it, and then we'll go back to the second thing in a second, um... Best man for the job. And honestly, that's the way it should be in every bit of society. It shouldn't matter your age, your limitations. It should matter your skill set. And whoever is going to make a company better, and let's be real, a football team is a company. The quarterback is just the CEO of the company. Actually, he would be probably the CFO, the head coach would be the CEO, but you got my, you got my drift. Whoever's going to make this company better is going to get the job. So if Zach Calzada and his pocket passing, staying in the pocket, you know, not really being a maneuver guy is best for Texas A&M, give him the job. If a dual threat option like Stowers is best for the job, he's earned it. That's simple as it goes. That's the person who starts. And if you don't start, it means right now you are not the best person for the job. 
The 2021 NFL Draft is right around the corner, and that means betting on who will go where is going to be at an all-time high. So when you make your bet on who will land in what position, make sure you go to the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best bets, the best buyouts, and the best lines every single day when you use BetOnline.ag's chance at social media at BetOnline underscore AG. And you can bet on more than just sporting events, like television shows, like over and unders, like everything that you could ever imagine, you could probably bet it on. Go visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On to save 50% off your very first deposit as a welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas AM. Guys, if you give me 25 minutes of your day, I can get you caught up with everything you need to know about what is going on in the sporting world. Well, okay, it won't be me, but it will be Peter Bukowski as part of the Locked On Today podcast. Peter breaks down everything you need to know in 25 minutes or less, including sporting events in the NFL draft the NBA, and of course, college football. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems. We're talking Jimbo Fisher's press conference today and some things he said. The one thing that I really like about this is how dual sport athletes are supposed to be a big thing. And they are. And here's why they are. Because of when you're a dual sport athlete, you know the mentality of what it takes to play a certain position, a certain place, a certain drive, a certain... I would say rivalry, what it means is so much more important than what is actually said. So I look at that and I actually put that into consideration and go, wow, okay, the more versatile you are, the better of a shot you will be at playing that position. Because again, think of this for a second. Devon A-Chain is tearing it up for Texas A&M track and field. He's phenomenal at running the 200 meter. You know what that 200 meters is doing for him? It's keeping his legs loose and ready for next season when he gets that open running lane. It's going to allow him to be that break and burst of speed that Texas A&M needs in the offense. Guy like Bryce Foster. He's throwing shot put. He's throwing discus. You know what else he's doing? He's getting his hips ready. He has to lunge with his hips to shot put that ball. That weighted ball, he's got to launch it from his hips. That same hip motion is used when you're launching yourself at a defensive lineman to get the block. Quarterbacks. A quarterback that can play center field and deliver a strike from center field to home plate. It shows the not just speed, the timing, and more importantly, the projection of what you can do when trying to find your target. I think an outfielder who's a wide receiver, great. It's teaching you how to run routes. It's teaching you how to be flexible. It's teaching you how to move on the fly. All that. Hand-eye coordination. All all that. So I actually like what Jambo Fisher said about dual sport athletes. And okay, so let's go back to that question about freshmen starting. That's a really weird question to me because of... It's nothing else other than the fact of, hey, uh, there was a freshman who started. His name was Kenyon Green, and that was two years ago. Why did he start? Simple. Because if he was the best player for the job. So, of course, he was going to get the start over anybody else. And guess what? Now he has to take over the role of starting left tackle. So, what does this mean for Texas A&M? 
Here's what Jimbo Fisher had to say about the progression of a guard, an All-American guard, going to tackle. He's learning. He's getting better and better. He's going to get things. He's going to get some good in. So every time he thinks he gets real good, they, they can do some things. But he's working them too. So, I mean, he's a big presence. He's athletic. Uh, he's learning a thing. He's a very intelligent guy. And, uh, you know, I think he's having a good spring. And he's learning at the same time. And nowhere close where he can be. And that's, that's a great thing because I still think he's playing very well. When talent like that matches talent like this, it's always a recipe for fantastic results. Green, who, like I said, he's an All-American guard. Everyone knows what he can do inside. But he's working and shucking guys on the outside. But best of all, he's getting shucked while doing all this. It's one, showing development. And number two, it's also showing that the talent on both sides of the football is so overall raw And more importantly, polished in the sense of nobody is outshining someone else. They're putting themselves in a very good spot moving towards the back half of spring. Now it's about finding the consistency and the rhythm. Once you get that underneath your belt and you kind of set yourself up that way, nothing's going to stop you. The only thing that's going to stop you is yourself in that sense. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, you can know the Built Bar codes of the past 12 different flavors, 12 different varieties, but now we're up to 18 different flavors, and each flavor is so uniquely different that you will always have something delicious to try. You get, Because the bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They're great for someone on the keto diet, but they're also covered in 100% real chocolate, so you're eating more of a candy bar than you are a protein bar. I start my day off every single morning with a peanut butter protein bar, and it's got 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of nut carbs. There's not a product like this anywhere else out on the shelves or at my local gym. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your very next purchase. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. The 2021 NFL Draft is just days away, and we have all the coverage we need right here, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Go listen to the Draft News Podcast featuring Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino and Locked on NFL Draft with your hosts Benjamin Solak and Trevor Sikama. Subscribe on the Odyssey channel or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So I think the biggest thing of all we got to talk about with Texas A&M is that this is a roster that is now finding their rhythm. What I mean by that is they didn't lose their rhythm by any means, but it's a still kind of new roster. There's new faces, there's new names, and there's new people who are either going to expand their roles or have their roles limited. So after what you've lost and what you still have, here's what Jimbo Fisher had to say on the roster ahead. I thought the first two weeks were really good. This third week, I thought we've drifted, but we put some more things in. We're doing some different things defensively, different things offense. We put some more in. But I thought at the end of the first, the first two weeks, I thought we were doing pretty well. Uh, I think we're going to get back to it here. And then, like I say, it's third week, you're banged, you're bruised. All of a sudden, you feel tired. So I say football doesn't start till you get 8, 10, 12 practices in because everybody has that, that utopia world where you feel good, everything's good, and you're fresh. And then all of a sudden, you find out real football starts after you've been here a while. So we got to get we got to get that mentality, and that's what I'm anxious to see. This team still has a ways to go, developing its own personality and identity. 
that's kind of a mentality that's made in Texas. I don't think enough people understand just how important Texas football are. And of course, if you listen to this podcast, you definitely do. You definitely know what Texas means and what Texas football is. But you don't understand how the mentality of, oh, we're two practices in. We know what our No, it's not that at all. And that's not to say that football anywhere isn't that way. But in Texas, I would say it takes a month. A month of straight practice, 15, 16 practice to know this is where our basis is. Because if even if it's the same guy, think about this for a second. Texas football has a new head coach in Steve Sarkeesian. A&M football will be going into their fourth year with Jimbo Fisher. The difference is, is that in the fourth year with Jimbo Fisher, it's all players that were recruited by Fisher. So he's got to get everyone on the same page. When in the past, if you were recruited by Kevin Sumlin, you will hope to get them on the same page. But you don't also have to get them on the same page. You have to get everyone on the same page for this. And for this reason alone. So I look at all that and I go, okay, 12 practices. If you can get 12 good practices, you've set yourself up to be one of the more successful programs than the the... the that the conference has seen, that the, the school has seen. Because if you're going basically fresh, and you're admitting you're going fresh, you're saying, look, we're starting over, this is our first season, and every year we expect better. Yeah, the, the offense definitely understands, you know, some things that we did last year, but we want to add some new things. We want to be a little different. We want everyone to know that this play that you saw last year, yeah, we're never using it again. This new play, though, you've never seen it before. So it takes time. I think the coolest thing of all, and we'll end with this, is that the secondary is one of the most important positions in football nowadays. And to be able to have a secondary coach that can be really resourceful, who's seen it all from the collegiate to the NFL level, is important. And I'm not going to lie. The name Antonio Cromartie coming to College Station is really, really big for Texas A&M. And it's really big for young guys, like an Antonio Johnson, like a Jalen Jones, like, I would even throw in probably a Damani Richardson. It's big for these guys, like a Joshua Moten, because of he's seen it at both the safety and at the cornerback position. And on top of all of that, he's also played it at a high-end level in a multitude of defenses. Here's what Jim Fisher had to say about the hiring of Antonio Cromartie. Antonio was here in Houston and working and wanted to get in, had been wanting to get in coaching and head talks and had brings a wealth of knowledge, not only at that position, but defensively playing with some great coordinators, blitz packages, different things you do in the NFL, especially when he gets a third down in coverages and, and his uh, expertise on, I mean, you're talking about a guy who led the NFL in the interception. You're talking about a guy who was, wasn't just in the Pro Bowl, was first-team All-Pro. So that wealth of knowledge, being able to have that uh, – is very good. And Rashad, the same way. Rashad, the all-time leading receiver, yards, catches, t- and other thing in Florida State history. And there's been some great ones that played there. And he was a three-star guy. He wasn't the most highly recruited guy. But more big games, more big plays, understanding big situations and how to prepare, and wasn't a big guy to play in those moments. And I don't think it was a better example to set in front of our players to be able to handle big moments, big things, and also play against guys who were supposedly better than him. And, and all he did was own them for four years in the biggest moments of the year and was one of the best people I've, I've ever coached as far as a competitor and a human being. And uh, I thought it would be a great example. He wanted to get into coaching, and I thought it would be a great addition. Plus, he knows the system. He knows how we do things, and I thought it would be a, a natural fit. 
Two positions of need, two names that definitely have done it all already, and now they're adding to a plethora of talent that's coming in at two of the most essential positions to an offense and a defense. This is really, really good news for Texas A&M. That's good for this edition of Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Subscribe on the Odyssey channel on LockedOnPodcast.com or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to start doing a little bit of a round robin where I think players are going to land, what round I think they're going to go in. I'm also just going to do some mock drafts on the Draft Network and Pro Football Network, fully through and see where these guys fall and talk about what I think of the fit. See you then, and remember, you give me all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.